Hello and welcome to the Confused Dad podcast show, whatever it is, episode one. Um, Here I am, yes, I am a dad who finds himself in a strange situation. I definitely never thought that I would, but I've decided to use it as a means to actually challenge myself and grow. Um, I've spent 12 years in the education industry. I'm a South African man, 35, 35 year old. Yeah, I lo- I've lost, <laughs> I've lost track of my age. You lose a lot of, you lose a lot of things. You lose track of a lot of things when you when you work in education. I think it goes for a lot of things in the service industry where you sort of have to serve other people. I think you do lose a sense of self. So yes, I'm 35 years old. Wow, I'm 35. Goodness me, almost 100. And for the last 12 years, I have worked in some or another fashion in the education industry. It was, well, education, teaching people stuff, whether it was university students in the earlier part of my career, then moving on um, and teaching children of various ages, um, preschool into primary school or elementary school, if you're in, in other parts of the world. And very recently, a decision was taken, and I'll give you more information about this as and when I think I'm ready for it, because it's been quite a strange transition. Um, it's only been two weeks, where for the last eight of those 12 years, I had been intimately part of building a school, an incredibly sort of intimate, small little school, basically for my own son. He's five years old now, and my dream, or at least my family's dream, I do have a wife as well. She's also in education, you know. Uh, maybe, you know, hit men have to marry hit women and um, people in sport sort of have to pick those same types of people or they find each other because it's very difficult for someone outside of education to understand what it is that it requires from anyone who's in it. It's a never-ending perpetual state of thinking about how to improve things for other people's children. And that's a massive responsibility. It really... If you're anything like myself or you you really are worth your salt as an educator, you are always wondering, is this good enough for my own child? And how am I going to adapt and evolve? And it's this perpetual, everlasting state of energy which you put into other people's children, um, yourself. And um, I don't do that and one does. I don't don't know. I, um, I certainly never did it begrudgingly. And um, after eight years of building this space, it turned out that it would not um, continue. I was uh, put in a position where I had to leave um, due to a restructuring of the business. And here I find myself at home with my five-year-old son. The Obviously, the knockback or the kickback to that is uh, the school was built or created for him. I wanted to be alongside him and I wanted to uh, be part of his life and there was something he, he spent initially when I first started I wasn't able to juggle being a dad and having him at school and he was very young and so he spent time in another school about a year I think it's a year it's all blurry now and it never felt right every morning driving off in the opposite direction there's something I don't know what it might be maybe it's evolutionary speaking about evolution or, or the way that we sort of had to stay together to survive as a, a human race I think your children were never separate, like you would carry them with you and you wouldn't leave them on the outside of the cave while you were inside because they'd be dragged away by wild animals and eaten. So 
there's this natural state of wanting to be alongside your child and, and vice versa. They want to be with you. And we do train ourselves out of that because there are practical considerations in the world in which we live. We simply aren't just surviving in a cave. We are doing more. And my heart goes out to people who have to separate for long periods of time with their child each day because they have to. And I totally understand that. And it's not to say in the last, well, even though the last couple of weeks have been really difficult emotionally for myself, and I'll get into that at some point. And I would like to be able to be there to also support other people, particularly fathers, and not to, not to draw my 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 sort of lines in the sand as to you know which parent I want to support more. That's not not at all what, what I'm what I'm saying. I'm sort of just saying, as a dad, you have this weird framework built around you to sort of go out there and, and and I'm not saying that that's how the world works anymore because the the days of a single parent working and and, and a mother staying at home permanently and those things are dead we just we want too much stuff we have too many financial responsibilities and there are too many other things also personal aspiration I think everybody wants to contribute to society and do something that yeah, I just think what we what we face now is that we have this complex web of what it is we're meant to be doing, what it means to be dad. And that's why for me, being a dad who's currently not employed uh, officially and having to rediscover parts of my identity, that that's really interesting. And doing that alongside my son, again, maybe that is a massive benefit because he will be able to learn through my experiences as well. Uh, what happens when you've put all your eggs in your identity basket? You've done it. You, you, you are the teacher. You're the principal. You're the doctor. You're the lawyer. You're the nurse. Whatever it is. And all of a sudden that's turned on its head. What do you do? Because your identity has sort of been removed. And you're left with this humanoid. This being that is a human. So... What are you when you're not the thing you do every morning? What are you when you don't have that exact routine that a kind of nine to five existence brings you? I can only talk about this now because it's taken me the better part of a, a couple of weeks to pick myself up um, through what I would only, uh, I suppose, what I could only describe as uh, going through the various phases of, of, of loss. Um, I imagine similar to losing a family member or even going through a divorce there are these insane stages of obviously denial and then you reject these things there's anger there's there's all kinds of things and mourning a period of mourning and i i can acknowledge that that will come and go but i would like to be able to use it to hold myself accountable and and make my world and my life a better one outside of this um, almost phoenix-like shall we call it rising from the proverbial ashes the phoenix rises up and that's what I'm hoping. But that's not going to come through uh, wishing it. I think it's going to come through actual action. And the one thing I can say, working with children and having to be in a school that's so multi, multifaceted kind of existence, is that you learn to juggle. You learn to move. You learn to dance through challenges and know when to run as hard as you can into um, the hardship and know when to sort of let it sleep and, and um, tiptoe around it. And I'm hoping it can... With the help of my family, obviously, I, I have got an amazing support in that. I think it's even harder when you don't have that, but I do. And um, not being afraid to ask for other people's thoughts and opinions because it is a lonely road. You as the person, and if anybody listening is going through anything like 
like I am going through, you find that, I mean, you are with your own mind and your own thoughts all day long. So you have to manage those and you have to be able to acknowledge that those feelings of intensity, particularly the difficult ones where you want to run around and shout and smash someone's car up um, with a baseball bat, you have to acknowledge that, that those are also temporary and that like today, me sitting here recording this finally, I can acknowledge that today is a good day and it's going to take time for that to even out. But the road and the path is quite open and I don't know where it's going to end and I don't know. But what I do know is that I don't want to be in a situation where I'm a slave to other people's choices with regard to my work life. That that has been the last 12 years as I've gone through these patterns. I fully can acknowledge that it's got to do with who I am often. And um, one of the things I don't want to be is in a situation where I can, I find myself at the the short end of the stick, not because I chose to be there directly, but other people's can other people can make decisions with regards to my future in a way that doesn't necessarily uh, suit me. So that's the gist of it. That's what I'm hoping that you'll come with me. I'm going to make this a daily. This is going to be a daily um, podcast. I'm going to challenge myself, irrespective of how short or long it is. I may have more time or less time because now I have. A five-year-old dude who hangs out with me and requires my attention and I can't sit and feel sorry for myself, nor can I spend uh, every waking moment of the day uh, plotting and seeming to redesign my entire life. There has to be a flow and a balance and I would like to take you on that journey and for myself to archive these, these things so that I can acknowledge that I went through them. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to forget them. I want to live them. Um, and so much of my life I've spent eliminating memories, particularly ones that are difficult because I didn't want to ever come back to them. And this is just a way for me to share, but also to to keep a library, a stock. And one day, maybe when I'm 85 years old, um, I can go back and listen to this and and remember and feel proud that I managed to put myself out there in a way that I couldn't have done if it wasn't for the situation I find myself in.